Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. Tonight's show is kind of a little special thing I just put together for us. Um, it's a little different uh, than what we normally do. Uh, this is brought to you by Chris Dental. Um, I have a guy at my gym uh, who takes care of all of our janitorial stuff, and he chipped his tooth, and he goes, do you, do you know the dentist? I was going, God, do I know a dentist? He goes, I need to get in today. So I gave him Dr. Bratlin's number, uh, Chris Dental here in Eugene, and he got him in so he can get his tooth fixed. And that doesn't always happen. He said he talked to his regular dentist and it was gonna be like two weeks. And how do you go around with a big old chip in your tooth for two weeks? So anyway, I don't know if you guys saw, um, if you follow online on Facebook, um, but today I put up this um, really cool picture. So, uh, <clears throat> oh God, back in 1988, I did a story on a woman and she paints, she was from the Ukraine and she did this Ukrainian Easter egg painting. So she painted that and she put that on, uh, she put it in a little box for me, a little plastic box. And um, I could not remember her name until this morning I looked on the top of the egg and there on the very, very top of the egg, it said um, Ida, 1998. Um, hi, Sharon from Monroe. And so um, here's this little lady and she, she has passed away since and her grand, grand nephew, um, Adam Rakowski called me today and said, uh, no, that was, my, that was my grandfather's sister. And I still remember the house she lived in because the house is still there in Springfield. And I went over and did this story with her and she painted that egg and she gave it to me and I've had it ever since because I kept it where she told me to keep it and couldn't get it out at Easter. And uh, but anyway, I put it on and then a ton of people came on and knew exactly who she was and they have eggs from her as well. Um, but her the Adam Rakowski, which is um, Radikowski, Radikowski, uh, there's a boat landing over in Springfield off of Harvest Lane named the Radikowski Boat Landing after his family. And, um, and Ida Moffat was her last name. She is related to them. And they used to have I get, apparently a bean field there um, where everybody in town who grew up here picked beans at the, at the Radikowski bean farm. And uh, there's a boat landing there now. And I talked to Adam on the phone, he was at Costco and he couldn't, so he couldn't do this <laughs> with me. I was going to bring him on live. He's going, oh, I don't know, Rick. So he's in his thirties. Um, so he was only four when, um, when that, when that egg was actually painted, but I've had that, what is that? 88, 98, 2008, I've had it like 30 years. So I love how you can do that and put little things. I have these little clay houses that um, a lady made for me in, um, when I was doing a story on her in Coburg many, many years ago. And um, I'm going to show those tomorrow and see if I can find out where she is. When will you and Josh do another episode? Um, you're going to have to refresh my memory, you guys. I'm 61. When will Josh? Josh, which Josh? I have so many Joshes in my life. I love stories like this. Such an important thing to share with us. Well, Penny, here's the cool thing is because Adam said, you know, he goes, Rick, um, isn't that cool how 30 years ago something that she painted and then you put that out there and then to hear all these people come on and talk about all the eggs that she'd given out to people. And, um, you know, it's kind of cool that 
it, it's not when your name is on a building that it matters. I think so many people get their names on buildings and streets and nobody ever remembers who they are. Um, you know, but it's the stories like that, like those that um, really um, make life interesting. It shows that it's the, it's the little things we do every day, not the big monumental things that actually get remembered. Oh, Josh Rose. Um, Robert, I don't know. He was on that uh, show. We're going to be at the Hydrate Bar, but we're going to be there on Thursday with Cameron Haynes. Um, if you guys don't know who Cameron Haynes is, um, he's got like a million followers. He does a marathon a day. He's big in the hunting world. So if you're in the hunting world, you know who Cameron Haynes is, but he's a local guy and he goes to the hydrate bar all the time and gets the injections. So he's going to come in there and tell a little of his story. And then tomorrow we're going to be at Griff's pub. Hello, Ronald. And we'll be at Griff's pub. And we're th that's our last restaurant on our, on our um, March madness. Uh, Richard from Rogers gardens gave us a thousand bucks and we're going to be on the fifth handing out $10 gift cards to these five different restaurants. So um, that is going to be super cool. So, um, and the whole idea is to help restaurants and to help people. So, um, so anyway, I was really excited about the egg thing today. And so it kind of got me being nostalgic and kind of looking around and thinking about life. And, um, you know, to be really honest, um, hi, Michelle, um, people just can be so, nasty um you know um I, I just put a picture up i just got my hair cut mario cut my hair and they were telling about people that were calling me a douchebag <laughs> and what what happens in our world especially right now is when you stand up for what you believe in um you used to be able to get away with that and now People just want to discredit you if they don't agree with you. And they don't really even know what you think. They just know what they heard you think. And um, right, Penny, the signatures. And um, we did a show with Michelle Varga and Ian last night. Um, and, uh, you know, and it was on a really interesting topic about trans people, trans people, trans men and trans women. And uh, they were getting... Uh, some tattoo work done because Michelle and Ian do that over there. And we had mostly really positive comments, but we had a few snarly ones. And when, we, when we're afraid of things and we don't understand them, oftentimes we, we say things that are just stupid. And um, it's, it's a crazy thing. Best hair on the internet. Um, your hair is art too. I really like what he did today. He's like having fun with it. Mario's a great guy. Um, so anyway, I was going back to my nostalgia and um, I found this story. Um, okay, let me, get, let me get a little bit. Let me give you a little bit more. I have been editing. I'm doing a, a video and I've been doing some editing. All day I was editing and I love to edit. It's just so time consuming, but it's... And I'm, t I'm doing more storytelling in this video that I'm putting together. And I like a lot more of kind of what I used to do. And I miss it. I really, really miss. Um, I miss nothing about KZI except I love doing stories on stuff and writing and, and the magic that happens. And there's just, I kind of get into this frame of mind when I'm doing it. And there's nothing, there's no place I'd rather be. 
um, than doing that and, you know, on the scene and putting it together, but then coming back and making it all kind of make sense. And, um, you know, just uh, not to boast, but it's, that's what I'm really good at. And I don't get to do it as much as I used to. I love doing this, but I don't get to do um, a lot of what I used to do. Um, and so today I was doing that. I was just kind of really looking into it. Um, and thanks, John. I love, I'm a storyteller. And I, and so when you and I are on here, I'm telling you stories and I love doing this, but when I'm in my element and in my place, um, it's, it's kind of like all of us. I think that's when you come alive, you know, and, and it's, there's no controversy. Um, there's just you and, and the story. So I'm going to show you one of my most ever watched stories that I've ever done. Um, it's about a little place called Bay Ocean on the Oregon coast. And I did this with a photographer, Ben McKee, who's a really good friend of mine. And he went and shot with me. He was the, the videographer and uh, then we had someone else edit it together. But we did a whole series of ghost towns on the Oregon coast. And Bay Ocean was one of them. Um, it was, um, I, I found this just by accident. And it's a, it's a real story of tragedy, of mother nature doing what mother nature does. And, um, and it's, it kind of shows the lack of control that we have over the environment, the nature, the, um, our, our destiny and how we can get sucked into thinking we want something to happen. Um, and it can fall in our face. So I'm going to read Michelle's comment. The judgmental comments are just stick to their condition. I won't judge them. I'd rather love people. Yeah, I think we all have to kind of do that, don't we, Michelle? We kind of all have to just kind of love people on a little bit. So let me stop talking and let me show you. Um, this is an old story, um, but it, like I said, I think it's one of the most um, viewed stories that I have online. So I'm going to bring this up and, and play it for you. Town we're going to visit is called Bay Ocean. It's not far from Tillamook. In fact, right now we're standing in what could have been the downtown area. There was a post office, grocery stores, a big indoor wave pool, hundreds of homes. It was going to be the Atlantic City of the West Coast. And this is what's left. In 1906, a real estate broker from Kansas City forgot that he wasn't in Kansas anymore. He understood the realtor's code that it's all about location, 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 but failed to fully grasp the power of the Pacific Ocean. A sign that leads to the peninsula where Bay Ocean used to sit tells the story. City of Bay Ocean Park, 1906, T.B. Potter, real estate broker from Kansas City, dreamed of this peninsula being a second Atlantic City. Jim Bennett is our guide. He lived at Bay Ocean when he was a kid. Okay, so it came out here and then it got big and that's where Bay Ocean was. Yeah, that's was. where the town was. Okay. This is a sketch of what Bay Ocean was going to look like. Plots for homes, businesses, a resort, and places to play. By 1914, 600 building lots were been sold. Bay Ocean had its own that would bring visitors from Portland for a weekend of fun. 
consisted of a general store, post office, a three-story hotel, bowling alley, tin shop, and bakery. The hotel had automatic fire sprinklers. There was an auditorium with a pool 50 by 160 feet. This was the place to be until something unspeakable, unbelievable, and unbearable began to happen. All this was Bay Ocean. There's nothing. Not a piece of concrete, not a water pipe, not a brick, nothing. Mother Nature reclaimed her sand spit. So what went wrong in Bay Ocean? They built the North Jetty and it was fine, but they needed a South Jetty to protect the uh, ocean-going vessels and logs and stuff like that. But when, with just a North Jetty, it created the currents to be different. The community lost it. The change in ocean current became a nightmare. The ocean literally washed Bay Ocean into the sea. Developers went broke. Investors lost everything. Over 20 homes had fallen in the sea by 1949. Some tried to save their homes. Of 59 homes and summer cottages, only five were moved in time. You can find them nearby at Cape Mears. Fibers of a disastrous dream, dashed by misfortune, bad planning, and an ocean that does what she wants. Francis B. Mitchell bought the first lot in 1907. He was the last to leave in 1952. Old timers say in the end, Mitchell was so distraught, he would carry wheelbarrow after wheelbarrow of sand to the ocean, trying to save the sand spit and his investments. On February 15, 1960, the last house washed into the sea, and the city of Bay Ocean was but a dream. So, uh, I don't know if you heard that in that man's voice, but he was starting to cry because uh, he had grown up out there and knew about it. And uh, it was going to be a big deal. It was like a, it, it was a huge resort and um, poor planning and mother nature just came in and said, no, not here. This isn't what we're going to do. And there is not a trace. I mean, you go out there and there is absolutely nothing. Um, and the houses got moved. People lost everything. Um, yeah, you know, and I think that's what I love about history and and, and um, what happens here in Oregon and what what we used to um, you know you think about that kind of thing. There's so much. It makes me kind of sad right now because I feel like Oregon's changing. Um, we're losing our our balance. We're losing our, our history of who we became, and everybody has to try to cancel it when some amazing things happen here. You know, I'm, I have another story. I'll bring it on sometime. I'll find it and air it for you guys. Um, it's a really, really cool story about a town called Idiotville. <laughs> There's an Idiot Creek um, on the Tillamook National or the Tillamook State Forest. And, uh, and then there was a, a little town that's no longer there. There's nothing there, but it was called Idiotville. And at one time, the governor of Oregon was going to, um, or the plan was to put a prison there. 
but the governor at the time, I don't remember who it was. I think it might've been Oswald or somebody like that. Um, said, I'm not building a prison in a town called Idiot. <laughs> but the story is really funny. And um, and the guy that I did the story with, um, he lives out there, I think. I don't know if he's still alive. But I noticed the last time I was there this summer that the street that he lives by is named the uh, same street name that he has. Um, uh, it, it, and, and, and there's so many great stories. I love your story and looking forward to more love history of the state. Yeah, we have a really rich place that we live here. Um, and, and we need to under, we need to remember that, you know, it's not all controversy. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm tired of, uh, of people, um, trying to cancel everything, you know, and, and here's the thing. I think it's like a personal choice now, you know, as I said earlier in this, in this script here, <clears throat> not, I don't have anything scripted, but <clears throat> you know, people are, you know, like to call names and they like to judge who we are, what we think. But, um, the worst thing than being called names is to, to hold in what's going on in your life. It's to not speak up. It's to, to be silent, to allow people to silence you is the worst thing you can do. You can silence yourself and be still um, when it's necessary. But if you allow other people to make you fearful for speaking what you believe to be the truth, then that is to me the worst thing that can happen to people. I think that there is no way anyone can make me lose my memories and my history and the stories I keep reading and hearing. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, I have traveled this state like you would not believe. And I'm going to go back and look for all these old stories so I can bring them to you like this. This is a new program we have on StreamYard, this program I use right here. And this is what you can do with it now. And you can actually play videos and you couldn't do that up till about three weeks ago. So I'm going back and finding all my old stories and we're going to bring them in and show them to you. Some old ghost town things I did in Eastern Oregon and a bunch of stuff. Hey, should check out the comparison between 1860 and the recent uh, the red slider along the bottom transition between the two. <clears throat> hey, Paul, thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, and there's a ton of stories out there uh, just waiting to be told. Um, so anyway, um, that's what I was doing all day. Not that, but I was writing, I will have a video coming out in a couple of weeks about the fires at the McKinsey and the timber industry and um, that kind of thing. Let me do one thing really, really quickly before I, I wrap up here. I'm going to play the reason we do these shows. The only reason um, it, it, that I do what I do is because I have sponsors and um, they pay for me to be here and to do my job. And I've had two people in the last week call up and just want to sponsor shows because they like what we're doing. They like that we're speaking the truth. So here's what happens when, 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 when you start speaking your truth and you start speaking up, um, yes, you're going to get bombarded and bashed by people who don't want to understand or don't care to understand. But what I can tell you for a fact is people come out of the woodwork. I walk down the street and people look over at me. They go, thank you, Rick. Thanks for being our voice. Well, I'm not your voice, but I am opening doors for your voice. If you can't accept the other people's opinions, you're not going to have any friends. 
but when you offer your opinions, you will also lose people. I've had some emails this week that are pretty tough. People being pretty nasty that are friends, old friends. Don't want to be around anymore. Don't and <clears throat> the nasty looks. Um, <clears throat> you know that's kind of all part of what's happened. Hi, Cece. How are you? Um, I love the story when you originally put it out. It was history that I knew nothing about. Thanks for sharing it again. Oh, you're welcome. I have a really another one on um, my favorite ghost town story I've ever done is on Scottsburg, Oregon, and I'm going to put that out. Um, yeah, Streamgar is awesome, Joshua. It really is. So hold on, I'll be right back in a second. Um, I have a lot of respect for the police department. Um, I, uh, I think there's this negative uh, vibe towards police. Uh, and I think there's a lot of good Americans that actually back our blue and they, uh, they're not buying into what the media is portraying as the police being bad. And they're just good people. And, I, and quite honestly, I have a lot of policemen and I always have that are patients of mine. And they're just good, good people. And so I, I fully support the police department, our veterans. Right. I think they have the, one of the toughest jobs. And, uh, and, uh, we, and so who we call when we have an issue. And it's funny how we're ready to turn on them. So I, I really am a supporter of the police department. And that's Dr. Michael Bratlin, uh, my dentist and also sponsor for this show. So um, we just want to thank him and all the others. So if you are somebody out there and you're looking for a way to get your name out there, um, we have an audience of a couple hundred thousand people, 200, I think we're up there about 200,000 people in a month in 28 days. Um, and while some people are blocking me, way more are bringing it on. So while people want to want to put you down, there's a whole bunch of other people out there that are pushing you up. So you just got to remember that in life. Okay. So to, now again, if you guys want to, um, if you guys want to get in on, hold on, Rick at RickDancer, uh, or just RickDancer.com, you go to my website, and um, we're doing a contest right now, and tomorrow's the last day. We're going to be at Griff's Pub tomorrow night in Springfield. Um, we're doing five restaurants, two $100 gift cards to each of those five restaurants that are sponsors in the program and somebody uh, Rogers um, Gardens, the owner, Richard, gave us a thousand bucks. We're going to be giving those out on the fifth, but we have another contest going too, and that is starting on um, or a giveaway and that's starting tomorrow. And what that's going to be is two nights at Dean's Oceanfront Lodge in Yahats, a $50 gift card to the Drift Inn and a $50 gift card to Ona Restaurant right there in downtown Yahats. So those are two things that you can go on and um, just go on rickdancer.com and hit on contests and then go in and you have to tell us why you want to go and why you think you should go or someone else should go. And, uh, and that'll be all be available. Now, the other thing you can do um, is um, Facebook's being kind of weird and they're starting to figure, they want you to pay more rather than just out, out allow your stuff to go out. So we do pay for each of our clients to push some of the stuff out, but they're reducing what we can, what can be seen. So you can help me by sharing this on your page and uh, just put it on your page. And if you know somebody else that might like the ghost town or might relate, um, share it there too, but share it on your page so your friends can see it. And that helps us get uh, the attention for our clients that we need. Um, like I said, yeah, they've changed their algorithms. They keep doing stuff like that to try to get us as business people to pay more uh, to them to push our stories out. 
it's a sneaky little thing, but this is how we're fighting back. All right, so tomorrow night we'll be at Griff's Pub. And then on Thursday, we're gonna be at the Hydrate Bar. That's a, a new bar in town where you go in and they intravenously fill you with a cocktail, not gin and tonic, but vitamins and stuff. I did it last time, it feels really good. I'm gonna be there with Cameron Haynes. Uh, Cameron Haynes is a pretty big deal in the hunting world. Um, has a lot of followers, he's a local guy, and he's, he goes there every week. So he's gonna talk a little bit about that and we'll find out a little bit more about him too. All right, um, <clears throat> that's it for now. Um, thanks for being around. It was good talking to you tonight. And um, <clears throat> I'm gonna go home, <laughs> just like that. See you later.